This part of mine casts with an awesome power. Its loud roar tells me to entertain you. Take this, my review, my insight, and all of my bad takes. Erupting on Two's podcast. I think it might have gone a little bit too sinister sounding with that. It was sinister, but in it, a way it was that I more. Loved. It was more Vegeta than. Uh, you you were channeling Master Asia. Whoa, there. who's this? Yeah, holy shit! Whoa, good God! You're not normally on the On Two's podcast where we talk about cartoons me, with when? me, William. Oh, that's Adric. Uh a new challenger has arrived. I'm going to rule the colonies for the next four years. <laughs> we were fighting on a bridge, and wind came up from the water underneath us and ba, just ba, started ba, fighting everyone. Um, so I get to rule the Antus podcast um, for the yep. next four years, so win, I hope everybody is highly invested in yeah, the Gundam Universal Century, because uh, that's all we're doing now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well Which, this isn't universal century though because right this what, did, is what did we watch this week mobile fighter g gundam the which the wild one, one, one of the things that i was gonna bring up is that this is the first show apparently that they did that is not universal century yes so this is an alternate timeline is that correct those of you who actually know what the fuck's going on here so gundam has a whole bunch of timelines okay. it's a series that's been going continuously since 1979 yeah but like i don't know i don't know what a good like american pop culture equivalent of it is i want to say bond where it's like you have the (laughs) the weird old bonds and then eventually you get to like daniel craig and now daniel craig is dropping it so we're gonna get another new bond and it's all like not it's all like vaguely connected and inside of their own things they're connected yeah. but with i mean as the a comparison whole, that i hear a lot all is that connected. Uh, star wars what people the call gundam a, the japanese star wars there's a better thing ah, that's a that um helps my america because brain. like star wars you know there are the original, you know, canon films that everyone knows, you have episodes one through six, and then it came back recently with the new trilogy for seven through nine, and then there's a ton of ancillary bullshit that not everybody knows, with books and games and all that crap. Yeah, so you have, uh, yeah, this show, G Gundam, which yeah, is the equivalent of, like, the droids cartoon, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we've built our whole industry on here at, at uh, On Two's Incorporated. So thank God oh, yeah. we're staying on character. <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> we're keeping it in house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one was wild. I mean, I've uh, like I told both of you, I've consumed just the tiniest bit of Gundam in my life. I think they look really cool. Um, I've watched a couple of the shows, but I gotta say, this is more Gundam than I think I've I've watched uh, before. Um, and this is this is nuts, huh? Like, so the thing that Gundam brought us, like a, as a series in 1979, was the real robot genre, which was like, okay, these are actual 
like you you can at least imagine a world in which these machines exist they aren't just magical bullshit like tetsujin 28 or fucking uh uh astro boy yeah like all these things where it was just like well this is just straight up magic no these are like the equivalent of a tank (laughs) um but then g gundam brings it back to like super robot as opposed to being well back to them as like superheroes and just like we didn't get i I forget if we didn't get uh him like actually turning his whole gundam gold by uh no not in the first three episodes yeah no, which so, turns like, everything like gold do but he Mad does Max. it because he's angry yeah got it yep or like um karapika no, so there was it was a trend for a long time in japanese right. animation where mm-hmm. they as will was saying they had this genre of cartoon of anime called super robot which was just these robots are superheroes and a new weird alien monster shows up every week and the superhero robot usually piloted by a child because cartoons defeats the alien monster and saves the day and there's a new one every week and then gundam came out and Mm -hmm. everyone kind of thought it was going to be another super robot show but its creator uh yoshiyuki tomino said um what if i actually told a really depressing war story and just distracted the kids with shiny robots that's fucking awesome. What if, what if one of our leads entire, yep. all of our leads and entire families die in the first episode? And then they can have these child soldiers the be conscripted episode. to fight in a war, That's but hey, awesome. giant robots. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and then the way that it wound up, so it didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't popular enough apparently during like its first run to warrant making more of it. So they basically made one season of it, but then all the housewives in Japan were like, yo, uh, I want more of this. My kids like the toys and I like all the politics. And Domokashi's awesome. hot. This is original Gundam. Yeah. Well, this is long before Domokashi. They had a little oh, That's how it actually is. Well, so it kind of saved still. itself was because right. people thought it was going to be another super robot show designed to sell toys. And it kind of was designed to sell toys. I mean, it did very well in selling toys. But also, all the kids' parents liked it, because the kids were like, ooh, giant robots, and the parents were like, wow, war story with drama, I'm in. And also Char as Yeah, like, oh, this actually has emotion and depth. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm glad that we're all on the same page, that it does require somebody being hot in order to make this show work. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, this G Gundam doesn't work if they don't show you uh, Domon's ass suit. every time he gets into <laughs> his fucking gun, his Gundam wetsuit. That that magical girl transformation scene of him getting, yeah, as you said, shrink wrapped into that is so good and so extra. Did they show anyone else with no like frontal nudity when they're doing it's, it? It's just uh-huh. Domon. They're like, <laughs> look like... at this man's pecs and ass. <laughs> look at this look man at with a micro penis and dump when, truck when ass. When the thing is going around Domon and it's putting the shrink wrap uh, suit on him, yeah. he's like, ugh, ugh, like it's killing him. <laughs> Do you think it yeah. was like... Do you think it was made for him or was it made for somebody else? And so he's just like doing his best to accommodate the suit's mighty uh, like adherence to him. But it is it is not his size. But it kind of goes for everyone because didn't Sai Saishi like when 
he was getting in there, he seemed like it was actually they did like a short it was hurting where him. It, it covered up his whole head and everything, and he had to pop his head out of the the suit. Yeah, they did a little oh, one because yeah. he's short. You see, uh, that's just funny. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, he's he <laughs> it started too early, despite the fact that that one was distinctly made for him. Right. More than any of the others. I guess maybe the other the guy that had stolen it from him like fucked with the settings, yeah. and was just like, "All right, we'll start the shrink wrapping up here." I don't know if either of you have ever used like one of those palletized shrink wrapping machines, but it's probably like that. I can't say that I have. You just set up the I top, like to and then it the brings the shrink wrap size around. Size she's dragon Gundam didn't change the settings yeah. the first time, so the shrink wrap like started at his belly button and went down. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, it like starts at his waist. Nearly killed him. Its arms are like loose and flopping because no one's operating just, them. Just running around kicking. <laughs> just flailing around. And he's just kicking over buildings in China. Amazing. Yeah. So why why was this show in particular made? Does anybody know? I. It seems like they just wanted to have fun. Uh, so it was... What a deeply offensive made thing to, to say. commemorate the fifteenth anniversary okay. of of Gundam. Okay, um, and it it sounds like they just ha- kind of wanted to make something that you could jump into without knowing any of the previous Universal Century history and all that. Hmm. Just like just like a, a classic reboot, just like we're. Like yeah, the the exact same thing that happened last week with, with um GT where yeah they didn't yeah want where you they're to just like all right let's go back the to the beginning yeah uh huh yeah they let, had like get rid of all the old characters get the new ones universe that if you wanted quick. to get into it you had to start Say at hi. the beginning with Mobile Suit Gundam in 1979 and watch hundreds of episodes and not all of that was dubbed I think was a big part of why they pushed this one. Because they wanted to break into America and have something that they could just uh, dub and release that oh, didn't require yeah, like too. American anime fans to hunt down Japanese tapes of a fifteen-year-old show. Well, and that makes so God. much sense as to why the American character was introduced so quickly and maintained this like friendship with Dolmon as as You're a, a villain as a, Ooh, the result of their fight. You know, it wasn't this like. Uh, world-ending villain conflict yeah (laughs) but like also with that being the case this dub sucks oh this dub dub is piss like (laughs) the the actor for domon i don't know if they gave him any direction whatsoever because his line reads are so far off of like any any kind of emotion staggering delivery where he just emphasizes random words in every sentence (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's so it's bizarre the oh, it's so good. the best part of it for me it's this just is an work. ability of the dark Gundam <laughs> that he only could have attained so from good. Kyoji uh, bro <laughs> um, I wish that the um, that the fights weren't as lame as they were these are some pretty lame fights yeah they're not great like maybe they wouldn't be as lame or maybe they aren't that lame, but I'm just, like, disappointed by the fact that all of them end with him making his fingers glow um, and grabbing the head of the other one. Although grabbing the and head then is, the is head pretty sick. Uh, yeah, that's balling. Like, like that, is a, that is a fucking alpha move <laughs> to just 
grab someone by the forehead and crush their skull. Um, Domenkashu is clearly a Sigma male. Yeah. Yeah, he's very far yeah. outside of the uh, the alpha and beta. And how often right. he abandons his mechanic's cloak just and how like, little he says no, words. I can't have women with me. I don't care. I don't care about women or looking at them, especially not you, hot person I've known my entire life. Oh, God. This is this is just if you gave Sonic the Hedgehog a Gundam. It was just if you like, gave Sonic the Hedgehog a That's pretty much what this show is. Yeah. Well, they did. <laughs> In the sun, or or no, I wanted to say Shadow the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so they did give Sonic a gun they and made Sonic him Shadow. They did not give they, or they gun. did not give Sonic. They did give Shadow a gun. Did y'all see right. the other day? Um, somebody responding to, I can't remember if it was uh, the author of Harry Potter or somebody else being like, the transes are threatening me now, and it posted a picture of. <laughs> Shadow the oh, yeah. Hedgehog. With I mean, didn't the you see when the, the whole J.K. Rowling it? thing first broke? <laughs> they, uh, one of the UK parliamentarians brought a print out of a meme someone had sent them on Twitter, which was the the girl from Zombieland Saga <laughs> holding a gun that said "Shut the fuck up, turf." Oh my god! Yes. Yeah. Like, oh god! And and you'd get banned off Twitter for a while for posting that. <laughs> Oh my god. They, they, they have image recognition on it and everything. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I'm just imagining the work meeting that resulted because uh, I work in uh, for making websites and doing software bullshit, right? And so I'm just imagining the like uh, response meeting where everybody's like, okay, fuck, we need to deal with this. Uh, it, it, Jenny, how quick can you whip up some image recognition on this? Find all of the anime girl memes with guns. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then hacker noises. It it does occur to me that, like, between that and the Final Fantasy VII porn, like, we're probably missing out on a lot of, like, really, really stupid moments in parliaments (laughs) all around the world. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. Like there's probably just just an untapped well of entertainment there. <laughs> I mean, I can I I think I, I I feel like I could say that for a fact that um it's like it's the same reason why you're not allowed to record in um uh, courtrooms most of the time is because every single time that it happens we're all we, enraptured. We do nothing but pay attention for weeks to even the most inane bullshit. Um we're all enraptured yeah. by in, in me in particular. I, I feel like I will say that I'm enraptured by how heinously stupid um, what is supposed to be a deeply sanctimonious um, uh, institution is. It is just yeah, just insanity with obscenity. <laughs> <laughs> now all yeah, I can think about is that one South insane. Korean politician who ran a campaign uh, ad uh, where she put the the Overwatch UI over footage of her talking. And when she made good points, she got kills and activated her alt. Oh my god. What? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this is gonna sell. Uh, We're gonna activate her demographics. Like, no, trust me, this is gonna be the best fucking... These kids are gonna love this. This is gonna Look, sell. Ev- everyone still loves Overwatch. Just do it. Do it. Because oh, I'm yeah. guessing this was like... Uh, when Overwatch had gone from being a game to mostly just being a source of yeah. source filmmaker porn. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, where it just became an extended universe for Rule Thirty Four. Yeah. Oh, what a um, what a franchise that we all participate in. What a world we all participate in that contains yep. that franchise. Oh, it's wonderful. So anyway, uh, so this is the fun Gundam series. Uh, where the world do is we want to? Yep. Do we want to start our our fucking? This is the fun Gundam series where the main character seemingly vaporizes an orphanage three minutes in. <laughs> but he doesn't actually. Let's. That part's important. No, but it sure does. Like I was under the impression that he had just oopsied his coordinates and landed on a fucking orphanage. It doesn't seem like they have a ton of control over it. So let's let's introduce no. the scope of this a little bit. So we've got um we've got this world right and in this world what is essentially happening is that there's earth and then there's all of these like like satellite uh space colonies yeah space colonies that are are off doing their still own made of thing. dirt by the way it's it's not space colonies like in normal gundam where it's just like here's a here's a tube with some dirt <laughs> on the inside and that's where <laughs> you live it's just all dirt all the way down yeah which oh god we're gonna get into this kind of stuff later but it's very notable to me uh that japan (laughs) uh japan in space uh is the shape of japan mexico in space is the shape of of course by their their famous gundam tequila gundam oh yeah (laughs) yeah which they changed for the dub that I watched. They called it, like, Spike Gundam. Can't reference alcohol in a kid's show. Yeah. Um, one thing we do no. need to Ooh. get out of the way a little bit here is that this show is racist. As fuck. Yeah. Like, they are doing a lot of shortcutting and um, shortcutting so, <laughs> in the context all right, of I Japanese guess entertainment. Giving, giving the main means. conceit. Given the main conceit really explains why it came out as racist as it did. Right. Because the whole conceit of it is that everyone has left Earth. Everyone with, like, any quantity of money has left Earth. And Earth is just this dirty hole now (laughs) where people, every four years, we shove a bunch of robots in the hole. (laughs) And whichever one comes out, that country... This is how they do their elections. Every country gets one big robot, and the last one standing gets to be president. I was, I was about to say, do you think that the um, the obvious parallels to the political system are intentional in a fun way or intentional in a bad way? <laughs> I don't know. I think this is probably a better political system than we currently have. Because, like, if we both had giant robots, I bet I could take out Joe Biden. <laughs> Um, I think we'd all like to think that that you could take out Joe Biden if you had a. I think a giant Will robot could handle being shrink wrapped way better than Joe Biden. God, we need to start a Patreon. Buy oh, the Onto's podcast. So we could get, get get me a Gundam. <laughs> Will can get, get me get me a Gundam so I can fight Biden's Gundam. Get Will a Gundam. Oh man. Oh God, that reminds me of the. Uh, oh, who was it that we were pushing to get a Gundam for? Oh. Uh, uh, not remember. AOC. Ilhan Omar? Yeah, it was Ilhan Omar. Yeah. There, there are some very good, uh, basically, like, 
campaign poster mock-ups that are like get ilhan omar a gundam (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i would like yeah representative to have a gundam please uh so yeah they throw all the every nation gets their robot and they throw them in the hole and all the robots fight until one of them comes out and what this translates to is each nation's fighter being just a horrible stereotype of that nation that's correct like like just almost almost universally yeah um the one that i would say uh in in the first episode uh you have the italian um the italian gundam fighter yeah who's a um who's a mob boss and like basically uses his gundam to uh take control of of italy which i'm going to say uh that is not racist because if you gave silvio berlusconi a gundam exactly the same thing would happen (laughs) so we could just treat it as a one-to-one yeah this is speculative fiction (laughs) this is not racist it is prescience this is yeah i mean that's a fact of the matter generally here that this is this is speculative and not that speculative a fiction. Yeah, like kind of just by by the nature of oh god, it's almost exactly the opposite of what Bezos said when he came back from space. Bezos yeah. want Bezos seemingly wants to launch all the poor people into space, whereas this is the opposite. <laughs> right. I mean, I think it's because the Earth is still good. I feel like give it a few more years. and Well, and that's and, always yeah. been kind of a primary message uh, in Gundam as a franchise yeah. is talking about the Earth and how the Earth needs to be respected and that even though people from Earth and people from space might have differences, it doesn't mean that the Earth itself is somehow corrupted. That's why I usually end up with Gundam series where the Earth is this blasted hellscape so that the director can be like, look, look, we kind of don't want this to happen, right? Like, this sucks really bad. I mean, isn't the cold open of the first Gundam series them dropping side seven? On Earth, yep, and, like, throwing it into nuclear winter. Yeah, the cold open of the first Gundam series, uh, not Mobile Fighter G Gundam, but... uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, They drop a space colony onto earth and kill half of its population jesus god like that's yeah that is how it starts out so it is always talking about relationships between earth and exo colonies yeah i mean that just makes sense and you know like the i mean war is bad is very much a running through line it's very much inspired by uh japan's experience post-world war ii yeah. Like, oh, this is actually Hence the this is actually open. not good. Yeah. <laughs> what if just Well, but this series meal? they've done away with war. Yep. Yeah, they've replaced with war fights. with um with gun yeah. fights. Which is I don't know, at least to my mind this would severely reduce the US military budget, so I'm in favor of it. Again, buy me a Gundam. Uh, <laughs> we'll fight all of our wars by himself in a Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't need to be sold. Uh, so yeah, first episode, Domon Kashu, we get introduced to him. He's like just hanging out in a bar. Yeah. He's just uh, yeah. 
asking people if they've seen the man in the picture. Have they seen the man in the picture? No one's seen the man. No. No, no one Some orphans are really man. happy that they got to scavenge some loot from the places that <laughs> this weird meteor destroyed when it fell to Earth. Right. And then some big Fist of the North Star looking goon runs up behind them and is just like, Hey, that's all. Kids can't handle money. Give this to me. That's my trash. Someone protects these kids. He's met for about 15 seconds. I mean, that's not. If you don't. If your instinct isn't to protect the children, you know, what kind of protagonist are you? Yeah, exactly. This is. You gotta have a save the cat moment for this guy who looks like a. Uh, the vampire Shadow the Hedgehog. From, he does look like Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> I yes. was going to say, he looks like the um, the vampire from Django Solar Boy. Oh, you're right, he does. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is we need to bring capes back. I don't know when capes went out of fashion, but they need um, to make I mean, as far as people in reality that wore capes, like... In recent history, the only thing, the only one that I can think of is Augusto Pinochet. Oof. And that's a bad look. Yeah, we're gonna have to work really hard to reclaim that. <laughs> right. You just, like, don't wear the rest of the M. Bison outfit. <laughs> you wear the cape, but then in the front, you just wear, like, an indie band t shirt. Which is what, right? oh, what Doman's strategy has been, it looks like. I mean, that's very Akira. That's true. I mean, this whole fucking thing is very Akira, if we want to go there. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, definitely later on. Top to bottom. Yeah. And that's always been, I mean, uh, a trait of Gundam as a whole, is that it is both the progenitor of so much science fiction media, especially in Japan, and it also absorbs so much science fiction media that it becomes kind of a pastiche of a lot of things. Yeah, it's like a perpetual washing machine where all the colors are bleeding together. So Domon beats up this thug and all of his thug buddies sent by mob boss Gundam Michelo. fighter Michelo or Michelo depending on the version. That's what they said in mine. <laughs> I might have got a bad dub. No, we were watching no, the same dub. Much yep, better Michelo Blight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when he got in the into his Gundam, he's Michelo Ultra. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. No notes. Yeah. No problem. I'm just trying to actually pull up this series <laughs> so that can have like some <laughs> reference. The list of mobile my... G of Mobile Fighter G Gundam characters is its own Wikipedia page, which is extremely. Oh funny. Christ! Yeah, it's very. There's a like. Sorry, go ahead, Will. There, no. no There's go a ahead. great Twitter account <laughs> that I recommend all of the listeners follow, which I believe is just at Gundam Names. And it's all they do is they tweet, like, headlines from newspaper articles and go, that's a Gundam name. So it's like, Fudge Tsunami. That's a Gundam name. (laughs) Or, like, you know, Insect Splicing. Yep, that's a Gundam name. Yeah, that tracks. All right, at Gundam name. Let's see, their most recent tweet was... These Nuts Got Em is a Gundam name. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And that's famously, uh, Tomino, the director of the original Gundam series, uh, eventually realized that none of the execs at Sunrise, the company that was producing the thing, were reading his scripts at all. They just didn't care because Gundam was going to make money no matter what he did. So then he just started naming things complete bullshit. 
oh for my fun. God, yeah. That rules. Where we get a character's alter um, ego very famously Quattro is Quattro Bagina. <laughs> so good. Holy shit. And some places <laughs> uh, dubbed um, that for some reason as Quattro They got to really don't, keep nah, the spirit you don't of it. do that. I don't know yeah. why they did that, but they did. Uh, so um, Domon's street so fight Do- gets... Domon, yeah, beats these guys up and then gets arrested and the cops shove his face <laughs> in a pizza and he's like, have you seen this man? And then Rain comes and bails him out. I love that and then those... of the things that did not survive the apocalypse, one of the things that did survive the apocalypse is the American criminal justice system exactly the way that it is today. But in Italy. Yep. But in so, Italy. so they do it with pizza. <laughs> if, you, if you tell us what we want, you can have all the pizza you want. Here, smushes face in pizza. Right. A plus interrogation we in America, from this would be smushing your face into something much worse. But here in Italy, we're humanitarians. Yeah. A hamburger, I assume. <laughs> and this detective character does kind of introduce a little bit, at least some of the background conflict that's going on in between the actual big robot Oh, yeah, it happens, like, in the middle of it whenever when he and the children are hiding behind fucking rubble with a gun. Trying trying not to die while this Gundam fight is happening, and, he, and yeah. the kids are like, yeah, yeah our, our parents were all killed in a Gundam fight, and the detective is like, yeah, everyone it's I like knew you, died in the last one, too. Do you think that this happens every time more with Gundam fights, you'd get better at not killing everybody? But no, no, they still just do this in residential neighborhoods. This is like downtown Rome, and they're just having a big uh-huh. robot fight. <laughs> let's go, let's, let's go, go kick over some cultural artifacts. Crunch. Which, you know, we, our villain Mikolab is piloting the, the very aptly named Nero's, Nero's Gundam. Gundam. Yeah. He's from Italy, you see. And, and that was a, an emperor in Rome. Whoa. Which notably no way. in Italy. And notably yep. not a nice guy, much yep, like Mikolab. This Ultra. show teaches you history. This is like the Japanese version of Schoolhouse Rock. Um yeah. anyway, okay. so Rain yeah, Rain <laughs> Rain bails Domon out of jail. Uh they start walking away, and then the kids come and they're like, Hey, we stole some bread for you. Anyway, all our parents are dead. <laughs> And Rain, being like the only actual human being in this series, is just like, yeah, we're staying somewhere. You can just sleep there and we'll try and get out of this hellscape in the morning. Maybe get to somewhere where there isn't a guy with a giant robot kicking over buildings whenever he's angry. (laughs) Yeah, seemingly the only human in this fucking world at this point is like her and maybe the detective seems like a human sometimes in that he's yeah they they both like try to save children yeah although i guess like domo does that but he's also like a total dipshit about it yeah like too dipshitty to actually be a person i mean he literally tells these orphan children after they tell him that they are orphans he goes that's not my problem (laughs) <laughs> so you you know that he's cool yeah so yeah they get the kids to the hotel and then <laughs> fucking Michelob punches through the side of the hotel with his Gundam and steals one of the children as like hey come to, come to our base alone or we'll murder this child 
if you can. And then he just starts shooting the building down. <laughs> which, like, from the exterior of this building, it l- kind of looks like they were staying in the Parthenon. Yeah. But I don't know what the hell. It's very confusing, the exterior Random shots. giant hotel with marble columns. I yeah, I guess in the next 68 years, maybe someone will build a Las Vegas-style hotel. I mean, they will, and it'll be perpetually destroyed the minute that it's finished, but... Right. Yeah. But Other than that... Uh, so then Domon goes there... Well, you don't mention how they survive, Will, because the other two kids, Rain and Domon, don't get hurt when Mikulab shoots up the hotel because of Rain's secret weapon, the bubblegum shield. Is that what it's called? No. I don't but think that they is gave seriously it a name. what it looks like. She has a pocket watch full of what appears Bungie to be bubblegum. Yeah, I thought it was just like a shield thing. It has the properties but... of both rubber and gum. Oh, all right, good. That, you know, like at deflecting least it bullets. makes sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like deflecting bullets and saving you from a collapsing building. <laughs> right. I'm glad we all agree. Yeah, that's why we chew bubblegum so much. Anyway, uh, they... Yeah, Domon goes there, they try to shoot him, he runs away, he gets in his Gundam, he comes back, he fu- he crushes the guy's head. Uh, yeah, uh, Michelob's hair turns white. Oh, we forgot to talk about the fact that during each of these things, um, uh, he's reciting the, like... The rules and regulations yeah. for these Oh, articles. yeah, God, I, I have those, three. like... Don't destroy the cockpit or whatever was the the one that was relevant article one of the gundam fight international confederation if a unit's head is destroyed it is disqualified from the tournament article two a gundam fighter must never target the cockpit of an opposing gundam these lines are all in the uh gundam uh oh god the dynasty warriors gundam if you play so I, I played that game for a little bit and I played as uh, Shining Gundam because it's really OP. But he just keeps reciting those lines over and over. <laughs> it's insufferable. <laughs> well, well, mind you, this is not in the context of a tournament. Like he's actually just killing people. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's reciting them, but uh, yeah, not actually caring about like, the outcomes. It, yeah, don't aim for the cockpit. Meanwhile, he's Crushes just like tearing someone out of the cockpit. Yeah, <laughs> how sinister. Which I mean, this gets to, to something Adric had meant to, mentioned earlier, where the fights in these first up couple episodes are kind of lame. Where yeah, where Domon bit. does his one yeah. super move right. and I wins immediately. Every time. Like, um, no, no, not really. And it's, it's one of those things Start where things I don't know enough, unfortunately. I don't think the there's enough public info about the production to know whether or not this was like... Maybe they didn't think they were going to get a full 24 episodes out of this. So they were <laughs> like, we have to get through this plot quickly because we're going to get canceled. <laughs> but I don't know because it yeah, gets a lot I, more complicated. It feels later. like they got one season and then they, you know, got renewed for another season. Like, that's kind of the way that it feels. Yeah. Yeah, um, it feels like they got these, one season for free. These first few episodes, they're just introducing characters like Who's this. Cost you? 
this one is just your introduction to Domon and uh and Rain. And then the next episode is our introduction to Chibity Crockett. Chibity Crockett, uh, the boy. American Crockett. Gundam Fighter boxing champion playboy. <laughs> Which God, I don't know where it, like where the surfing works in there. Oh, also this is the first one where they have that um that intro. Oh right, where the announcer the comes in. Oh. Yeah, episode the, two it with opens the with the announcer like describing the plot and what's gonna happen. Which instead of we it, just got a it cold does open do one of one. my favorite things in anime, which is when you have a character who ostensibly speaks fluent English, uh, <laughs> is just like a Japanese person who blatantly does not speak English well. <laughs> phonetically reading english lines oh yeah yes Yes. uh it's so good but yeah you have this announcer who uh explains the whole shebang and and that happens at the beginning of each of these episodes it takes a a long time yeah it also i don't know that this doesn't that character get kind of introduced later Oh my god. Or is Yeah, he does. Or is this just our intro person? Alright. He gets introduced later in the whole So Adric, just so you know, this series turns into a conspiracy series. I mean obviously. Yeah. Some some very complicated neo conspiracy politics are happening Good. with Neo Germany oh and the colonies. No, it makes perfect yeah. sense, dog. It, uh, like, sure. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, cowboy. <laughs> But this is where we, Domon very quickly makes his way from Italy to America, seemingly in oh, less well, than 24 hours. he's in a big hours. robot. So I assume it goes true, fast. And he, uh, or at least that, that fast, flower then. that it rides in underwater. Yeah. yeah. There's something then going it on there. goes inside the Statue of Liberty? It does. The Statue of Liberty that is like Planet of the Apes. Yeah, halfway underwater. Bit. But, yeah, I wasn't sure because... All right. It certainly this comes the... out of the Statue of Liberty, but I don't know how it got in there. But then it's just on Liberty Island. And also when they show the space colony of Neo-America, which, by the way, is shaped like a star and has a Statue of Liberty that is fucking, like, enormous. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ten like, times the size of this regular thing Statue is of Liberty. so tall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Three statues of liberties. <laughs> That's just more liberty. No. This is where we meet uh, our next Gundam fighter. You know, we quickly dispatched with the villainous fighter from Neo Italy, and now we're off to Neo America. And That's right. Chibity Crockett is hanging out with his groupies slash support team of mechanics yep. getting lectured by the Department of Defense. <laughs> With his fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! ass haircut. His Yu-Gi-Oh! ass haircut. And I love that it's, like, literally the Department of Defense. These, like, stoogy-looking dudes who are just like, ah, this fucking kid that we need to fight our wars is being too much of a pain in the ass. (laughs) Being too reckless. Why why? can't you just focus on fighting giant robot fights? Why do you also have to do other stuff? And he's like, ah, because... Oh, and this is also, uh, they mention Scud Gundam here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which we had talked previ- like a little bit before the 
uh, the episode started, record yeah. because uh, hate us. This is another one of their just being horrendously insensitive. Scud Gundam is the Gundam name. from Neo Iraq, yeah. which if you're not familiar with, uh, I don't know the uh, uh, the first Gulf War or the Iraq Iran conflict, uh, then Scud missiles were the type of missiles that the USSR was fun was uh, funneling to insurgents at the time. Yep. So. So that's yeah, a piece of information times. that everybody has to know now. And the Neo-American yeah. Gundam beat them and in. And somehow in 2060, Iraq gets to name their Gundam. Yep. <laughs> we did not name it for them. They decided to be like, hey, remember 80 years ago when, when we got all these fucking missiles? We're going to name this one after all those missiles we got. <laughs> I mean, Will, I've got bad news uh, about not just this piece of media, but all... All, all media. Um, this was not written by Iraqi people. What? They didn't have a, a bunch of no. Iraqi people come no, in? No, I'm afraid And not. at least handle that section of the episode? I know it's hard to believe, and this is going to be tough to hear. Um, that's true of every single piece of media, pretty much. What? With very little exception. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry God, you had to hear this completely... This really recontextualizes Song of the South for me. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the episode I'm most excited for. Patreon goal. Make them watch it. God. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know, There's man. something deeply sinister about it being a Patreon goal and ostensibly also making money off of... Like, right? Making money off of Song of the South should both currently and retroactively be a like a crime uh, a triable war crime <laughs> uh, support all of these white people on patreon so they can talk yeah, about this right. is gonna be chill for everybody right <laughs> yeah it's right? really good There's no problems fine. here. Yeah. everyone so, likes this luckily g gundam <laughs> definitely had uh norwegian consultants or sorry netherland consultants for the nether gundam <laughs> yeah gundam. you didn't get to see yeah, this Adric, but uh the netherlands <laughs> make it very deep into the gundam fight tournament because their oh, gundam the nether gundam yeah turns into a windmill oh my god and it and it just like hides it, there. It just sits oh around God, looking like a windmill, and none of the other Gundam fighters notice yeah. it until most of them had destroyed Holy each other. Shit. Like, so that that's nev- their whole never strat. mind me, I'm yep. just a windmill. <laughs> and then Don Quixote Gundam says, "Ah, a monster." This time he's right. <laughs> I mean, there, anyway. <laughs> there is a Gundam that rides a Gundam horse. So, no oh one is allowed God. to disparage the good name of Fun Saiki, the horse that pilots a horse Gundam. The horse that pilots a horse Gundam? Yes. Yeah. A horse gets gonna... shrink wrapped and pilots a horse Gundam. Oh, like, they my have God. the whole scene of the horse getting shrink wrapped and everything. Oh, my God. It does not I seem happy about it. I cannot tell if this is a bit, I swear to God. No, we'll, we'll, we'll look it up. It, oh it's God. in there. It's, uh,. It's glorious. But so Chibidi Crockett is getting yelled at by the Department of Defense because he's he's just kind of being an American playboy and not being super serious about being like a proxy for this war. And yeah, he's uh, doing his job. Yeah, he has a, a boxing match today where he's like, yep, I'm I'm going to be boxing champion. 
until Domon realizes that's where he is, goes and knocks out yeah, his so like opponent, one, one and takes his, his place in this yeah. boxing match. And then gets into a robe and just like walks out there <laughs> and is like, hey, now you fight me. Uh, now I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. That's it. That's, right. that's basically. I found, I found an image. Oh my god. Of of the horse oh getting shot. Oh my god. This is horrible to look at. Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh yeah. It uh That looks bad I... for everyone involved. Oh, uh, when I but... didn't see that you did send all of the the, the articles. articles of the Gundam Fight International Regulations. Holy yeah. shit. This is amazing actually. Which does does anyone have their their favorite uh, I'm a big fan of Article 3. As long as the dream yes. of the fighter still lives, they may continue I to do, fight. I do love that. Like, I'm um, a big fan of... Um, just, as long as your dreams are alive. Just, imagine just putting that into like the rules for basketball. The game doesn't end until one team's spirit is broken. <laughs> yes. And there is, of I'm course, the famous fan. Article 7... The Earth is the, the ring. The Earth is the ring. <laughs> it's so Which good. is not a metaphor. The planet Earth is literally surrounded by laser ropes. Like yeah. a, a yeah. boxing ring. Yeah. Which they do it as an octagon, which, you know, makes more sense. You probably save money by having to have less powerful lasers to get it across, around yeah. there. And Gundam yeah. fights really uh, are more MMA than boxing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because, because you can kick. As Michelo, the Italian <laughs> Gundam fighter, showed us with his silver yeah. legs. <laughs> A quote from never... Will: <laughs> Gundam fights are really more MMA <laughs> than boxing because you can kick. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very, very good. Thank you. Uh. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he, he punches out the opponent, gets in the robe, goes into the ring, and just fucking decks Chibity Crockett immediately. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just runs in and just fucking punches him in the schnoz. Uh-huh. It's awesome. It's awesome. And then challenges him to a Gundam right? fight. He's like, okay, I may have punched you in the face, but I don't want to box. Yeah. Gundam fight. Because as we've discussed... Gundam fights are not boxing. Right. He wants to be able to use his legs. He wants to be able to use his uh, legs, and he can't in this ring. That's very important to him. Also, he uh, wants to be able so, to use his extremely fucking OP finger punch, and he can't do that with his normal human shitty hands. Yeah. Oh, my God. You just sent the full. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The Funsaiki transformation. Oh, the hell yeah. Can, can witness. Yes. So. It's good. Uh we're gonna have to yeah, but, um, link that holy one because that's just like oh my God. the best. It's this is like oh the point in the show where it just gets really silly. Yeah, this is it, like it, hellish. This premise to look at. wasn't absurd enough. It, it right. gets more it keeps absurd. Happening. And so then we get uh, uh, Chibity's backstory, <laughs> where it's him living on the space colony, but he's too poor. Yeah. Uh, so he steals bread, which thus far we are. Two episodes into this series, and in every episode, an orphan has stolen a baguette. Listen, we may be in the future, but we still only have bread to eat. 
Well, and we still only put it in a singular form factor that very much, <laughs> like, reads as bread as well as possible. We only have baguettes. Bread technology <laughs> has converged on the baguette as the most optimal yeah. bread. Which uh, is just correct, so, to be fair. Yeah, because if you're in a world where you need to Gundam fight a lot of the time, if you just let your baguette dry out for a day, you can snap it in half like point, a we don't watch a, a and piece shank of bread the Gundam shrink wrapped and turn into a... Yeah. Red Gundam. Brundum. But Domon and Chibidi have uh. a little bit of a sparring match before the, the Department of Defense goons run in with guns to, to get Domon out of there because they don't want to lose the Gundam fight. They really want to be in charge of the colonies. And Domon starts to respect Chibidi when Chibidi grazes yeah, him with a punch. Like, wow, and it's way that more than punch. Domon Yeah, would. that shit hurt. <laughs> he can't kick, but man, that guy can punch. <laughs> Article because he's of not the Gundam allowed Fighter to. International Regulations. If he's somebody can punch pretty good, you gotta respect him. I mean, you, you just, yeah. like, gotta. Kicking, only the cowards from Italy kick. <laughs> but this American who punches, respect. So anyway, uh, then the way that this goes out is that, uh, of course, the U.S. does some, like, CIA shit. Oh, and yeah. fucking M- MK Ultras, one of... Uh, Chibity's, um mechanics and has her go in there and tell them the wrong location for the fight and then they ambush him because he's standing on top of his car there like a dipshit. <laughs> They're like, this isn't going exactly the way that we planned it. Um, anyway, time to do a coup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their... This is uh, Beans. This is the only thing we know how to do. Time to do it. With their apparently other uh. giant robots... The Department of Defense just yeah, has they're not more Gundams, though. No, they're in in the Gundam Is fandom. We call these suits? grunt suits. They're yeah. not Gundams, and therefore they're red shirts. They're Grundams. <laughs> yep. They're they're here to show you how OP the Gundams. Which are. notably, the difference is that uh, the Gundams are made out of Gundanium. Normally. Oh my god. Shut I don't know up. that they actually get Shut into that in up. this series. No, they. I can't it's, deal with this anymore. I'm gonna lose it. It's moon titanium. Yeah, it's it's, oh it's lunar titanium. It's not actually called Gundanium. That's just a nickname. <laughs> it, yeah. This totally it, wasn't it, a retcon because they realized uh, Gundanium oh was really stupid. Gundanium would have been Ugh. better. How, how can you look at all of the things in this show and be like, oh, man, shit. Gundanium was too far. <laughs> that, was a, that crossed a line. Too much. Uh, between being acceptable and not. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he gets um, tricked to going to Broadway as opposed to, uh, I don't know what the name of the stadium was that they were at. Uh, Wherever the but, future Yankees right, play. The Neo-Yankees. <laughs> I did just want to look up because, so he doesn't bring his Gundam with him to this location where he thinks the Gundam fight is. He drives his car, which is the Corelander. The Gundam is on Liberty Island. So uh, just vamp for a sec while I figure out how far it is from Broadway to Liberty Island. I don't think it's that far. I, when Let's go over under on this on miles. I think it is two miles. Um, I'm going to take the over on two miles, I think. Okay. Uh, okay. The, the, the Gundam uh, does have the advantage of being able to fly. Right. I think it can get there in less than five seconds. What's the what? Do, what do you think is the the 
the speed at which these Gundams travel. Uh, well, not the Gundam, the Corelander. The Corelander. car. Yeah. Well, the car is I basically think it, a spaceship. It is capable of going 250 miles an hour. Yeah, it's got to be is able that, to... Is that acceptable? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got to be... And I think it can get I there think in five faster. seconds. It's got to be at least... Regardless of the distance. Okay. Well, uh, it's a 45-minute drive. That means nothing currently. to me, Will. 45 minutes well, the, in New York City is well, half I, of a block. Yeah. I, I looked it <laughs> up 500 on... 500 feet. Uh, I got it on Google Maps, and they don't have a flying option you can measure you can just do it as the crow flies all right uh we're gonna this is this is real cyberpunk is forcing will to to figure out how to use google maps properly well well, will does that here adric let's get some more gundam trivia going okay i would love that so as will mentioned um domon's car is called the core lander it's a weird little blue spaceship that he rides around Mm -hmm. in and yeah. this is, of course, a reference to the original Mobile Suit Gundam, where the Gundam is actually a modular kind of contraption, Ooh. where when the pilot ejects, the cockpit oh, is actually a fighter plane. My friend Gunner had a Gundam yep. that had like a little car that fit into the chest cockpit area. Yep, exactly. And that's the core fighter. So it's if the pilot needs to eject it pops out and unfolds uh, into a little spaceship and flies yeah, away. So I like that. Domon has his own, but his is just a car. <laughs> beep, beep. Yeah, you know, um, my Gundam can fly in atmosphere, fine. I really so I just need a car. Fine. Like, a taxi is fine. I don't know. All right. Will's over there. It's about 6.7 miles. Okay, so 6.7 miles at 250 miles an hour. Uh, 6.7 divided by 250. Oh, wait, wait, we need this We need this per second. And so 250 divided by 60 divided by 60. That's going to be over a minute. That's 0.06 miles per second. Yeah, damn. I, I'm going to take the L on this one. Unrealistic. The, that the Shining Gundam could not have gotten hey, from Liberty Island this, to yeah. Broadway in time to save Domon from the CIA. So who knows? Maybe they move Neo Broadway in the meantime. No, it's anyway. okay. I'll just take the L on this one. Thanks, guys, though. I really appreciate <laughs> I really appreciate how hard you're working to make this not suck yeah. for me, but it's just going to suck for me for yeah, a while. Yeah, it's good that... Yeah. I, I mean, we have to really hold this um, hold this series to a certain level of realism. Otherwise it just gets stupid. Yeah. So then Chibity Crockett's giant (laughs) Gundam with the fucking football helmet rides its surfboard through the sky to get to Broadway. (laughs) As one does. I I don't Uh, know why you think it's it's shield wouldn't also be a surfboard. This Gundam has so much shit going on. (laughs) Like, it's got the football helmet, which just looks really stupid. It's got approximately uh, infinite shit going on, I would say. Yeah, it, it's got the enormous shoulder pads. It's got, a, like I said, a surfboard that it rides around on. <laughs> the shoulder pads turn into boxing gloves, um, boxing gloves uh-huh. for it. And when it puts the boxing gloves on it, it reveals, like... A flesh-colored chest, yeah. Which, like, it's I don't know. 
I don't know what they were going for, but it looks like a gorilla when it does well, it. Well, when it, when it goes into boxing mode, that's Chibity taking it seriously, so it purges its chest armor oh. to be oh, lighter right. and faster and reveals its robot abs. God, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, this all makes so perfect sense as a military insightful. device. Like, Yeah. That's also why its only ranged <laughs> weapon is two magnums. Yeah, you know. <laughs> This makes perfect sense. This is just playing I mean, by I Halo rules. I can see this kind of shit. Like, I in high school there was for some reason during our history class, we had reason to look up like what projects DARPA was currently doing, and it was it was just stuff like we're trying to make mind sniffing dolphins. Yeah, they tried like, doing that for a Jesus. real long time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> God, this sucks. God, this sucks so bad. Although, yeah, I guess America's whole thing makes more sense if the if this is just a CIA op. <laughs> they're Which... just so they're just being as dumb as the CIA has ever been. Yeah, I mean, being as dumb as the CIA has ever been, and just having enough resources and enough willingness to kill that it still kind of almost works. The only thing that's unrealistic <laughs> right. about this is that. Chibity's Gundam, Gundam Maxter, Gundam isn't just Maxter. plastered in advertisements oh, like an oh NASCAR. God, that's true. Like it should be like this punch was brought to you by Jimmy John's. <laughs> yeah, like it has it. It already has these two yellow lines on the shoulder pads. You could easily make those into McDonald's logos. Oh yeah, yeah, that's their mistake, right? This I call this super move the I'm, Big Mac. Now we're done. I'm going to drink myself a Pepsi. The taste of a new generation. <laughs> Remember, kids, don't Holy fight the shit. police. Drink Pepsi instead. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God, that fucking ad. 10 out of 10. Uh, and so uh, over the course 10. of this fight, Domon comes to respect Chibity because Chibity also helps him beat up the CIA right. because this is an affair. He wanted, he wanted a real big boy boxing match. And this is unfair. Give unlike the boy his real big boy previous, match. yeah. Unlike previously, when Domon ran up and punched him in the face. Well, he wasn't a Gundam fighter, so he didn't have to respect him. Yeah, he doesn't. He he literally only follows the articles. And uh, that no, is, I mean the thing that he did to Chibity in front of the TV cameras. Oh, sure. The sneak but that attack was more of a yeah. Yeah, just a that warning. was a means to an end. Yeah, that's not a fight. That w- that's how he delivered the uh, the You've challenge. Served, you know, it's like bam. Ryu always says in Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, the language of the warrior is our fist. Thanks, yeah. Ryu. So yeah, Chibity gets defeated, and then he's like, "Oh, I was the hope of everyone, and now I'm I'm all done." And then all these like just normal ass people start cheering for him, and I just wanted to note how funny it is. To like, it, while you're cheering at a boxing match or whatever, <laughs> just yell, you represent our hopes and dreams. <laughs> I'm going to go to a boxing match and yell that out the next time yeah. we're in the 10th ring or 10th uh, round and my guys on the ground. And by hopes and dreams, I mean all of the dollars that I've bet on you, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's, that's where uh. we learn that, you know, just because... Chibity's Gundam's head was destroyed and well, he's he technically destroy disqualified as they long as his dream still lives. Oh, right. Destroyed yep, yep, yep. the arm. 
And then they were mercy. like, don't worry, I'll get stronger and come beat your ass. Don't worry, Cowpoke, um, I'll still kick your butt. And I guess before we get into episode three, did we want to talk about, like, the intro and the ending? Like, I so this intro song. Oh, God, the intro song. Fly Shining finger. It's That's all you need to say. We can just call it there. My my favorite shot is um this one shot where it it's like just as hyped, like as hype as anyone else. But it's zooming out from, like, Dobone's dead dad <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with, like, flowers around him and shit. God, it reminds me, we watched the Hunter Hunter movie last night, and the song that's, like, playing them out at the end when there's, like, this super traumatic shit has just happened and the house is burning down around them is the same Hunter Wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> that plays out every like happy moment that's ever been in the show. <laughs> it's so fucking. Oh my god! It's very funny and very rough. Oh yeah, uh, it has the same energy the... as this opening. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which like the so the opening really good. The ending, it's is the most generic so ending nothing. I think I've heard in a long time. Where it's like. If I wasn't looking at the screen, I wouldn't be able to tell you if I was watching an episode of G Gundam or an episode of Fruits Basket. Or just like, I don't know, listening to a Junko Ohashi album or something. Like just listening to some B-sides from a City Pop album while uh, the camera just zooms into Rain's earring repeatedly. And she's inside the earring and then she's inside the next earring. Whoa. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's that's a lot to keep track of. That's too many earrings. And it's when we were uh, singing the theme song there, we mentioned the name of Domon's super move where his hand glows bright green and he can destroy any Gundam in one shot. In both the dub and the sub, it is called the Shining Finger. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And as far as I can tell, no one knows why. Huh. It's I not mean, a pun, as far as I can tell. The Japanese love to make, like, funny puns, and their language is really good for it. As far as I can right. tell, it is not a pun in Japanese. It's just shining finger. Shining finger. And, and that's it. That's it. I don't know why. I mean, it makes sense because his fingers shine. It's true. Like, it's a description of what's happening, but, like, shining punch, burning jab, like shining palm some kind of thing i don't know it's it's shining finger and that's what um i wrote andy heady crush crush yep that's uh yasuhiro imagawa the writer for g gundam just decided that that was a good name and i I also wanted to to elaborate uh, make note of another very wonderful line from Chippity Crockett when he's getting his arm destroyed. <laughs> and it's him just, oh my God. <laughs> he's just a little it's guy. Very, it's very JoJo's. Uh-huh. I think that's my only real problem with this show. If we're like, I don't know if we're going to have time to talk about the third episode. We're like an almost an hour and a half in so far. I mean, I'll do it if y'all want to. Don't get me wrong. But uh, 
is is definitely the um uh i just wish that they went harder like across the board i just wish that they like took it up to a jojo's level of ridiculousness with each of the characters yeah because it would make it less offensive when they do just like the occasional very bad stereotype if it's it it's just not it's just not quite there for me as far as uh it, it's not over the top enough to come off. Yeah, as right. it's close. Right. It's not quite like God. I, I did watch a bit farther in, and um, episode eight has the most fridged character that I have ever seen in my life. What does uh, fridged mean in this context? Oh God. <laughs> uh, fridged means where you basically you kill a. Oh right a character just to give another character motivation. Sure, sure, sure. So the way that this episode begins is with guy in a space station and then his wife comes up and gives him a juice box and they're like, oh boy, it sure is, sure is peaceful in this space station and we're only here for another week. Oh my God. Wow, finally we're going to get to get out of here. It's going to be nice when we get to leave and get married. Oh, I, I, maybe we can have some kids. Oh, my God. Oh, what's, what's that in the distance? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the type of thing that you would write if you were making a parody of, like, uh, the, the one guy from Top Gun where this happens to him. Yeah. Exactly. Or the, like, man, it sure is good to be only one day from retirement. I hope that nobody comes in and robs me on my last day and kills yeah. me in a horrific. Oh no! <laughs> oh jeez! Oh, the thing I said gee, I didn't want happened. to happen happened. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But there's there is like a lot of that throughout the series where uh-huh. they play these tropes just super hard. <laughs> Which like, it's it's interesting because. They do all of this just obvious stereotyping to the point not even of pastiche or parody. But then there's also just some really progressive writing for an anime from 1994 where Mm. I'm thinking of Rain, where Rain is not a damsel in distress. She's like the most competent person in the whole show. Oh, yeah. Like by a a lot. Domon is just a himbo that she like parts around. I gotta make sure that he doesn't kill himself before he wins this next fight. Yeah, it's like she's at the same time she's very competent, but then also she does get kidnapped. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> that happens over and over, which is a weird weird uh dichotomy to try and navigate. Uh, navigate. Sure. Yeah. There's um I don't know if you want me to digress super far, but I can uh, give you, Adric, kind of like a broad synopsis of where this show ends up. Yes, please. So I mentioned that it it turns into very much a conspiracy show. So there's they're having this big Gundam fight tournament. You know, there are lots of fights. They fight Gundams from all the different countries until it's revealed that Domon's old martial arts instructor, Master Asia... He's cool. from Japan, cool. named Master Chill Asia. Name. He has a Fu Manchu yep. uh-huh. and a braided ponytail. Uh-huh. And he rides the horse Gundam. Got it. So that's that he, guy. Okay. Yep. His he Gundam rides the, the horse Gundam. Uh, he wears one of those. God, I want to say Chi Pao, but that's the the femme version of it. 
Yeah, like a the like traditional Chinese long button up yeah, shirt. Yeah, outfit, and um, it turns out that he is in league with the actual antagonist of the series, which is the Devil Gundam. Mm-hmm. And That's the fun. Devil which Gundam is a bunch of nano robots. Yep, is a secret military project from the space colonies to make mm. the ultimate Gundam, and it's just a swarm of sentient nano machines. Yeah, so then, like, God, isn't it that those will, like, infect Gundams and then the Gundams... Yeah, if if you come into contact with one of the... any particles from the Devil Gundam, you get infected with DG cells, Devil Gundam cells, and it it makes you an evil puppet of the Devil Gundam. So then we come to find out that a bunch of the characters who were previously antagonists to Domon were actually being controlled by the Devil Gundam, and... He frees them from its control by almost managing to destroy it, but he pulls back at the last second because he can't kill Master Asia, his old teacher. That makes sense. And then the the Devil Gundam mm-hmm. goes and starts to reform. It has this self-regenerating power that makes it so scary. And, okay, uh, that makes sense. It, uh, a scientist in the colonies is working to try to retake control of the Devil Gundam and use it to conquer all the colonies and the Earth. And he figures out that it needs a living human in its like core oh God, in order to power again. it. Yep, it's an Ava. It's it's just You're an just Ava. You're gonna just tell me it's fucking Ava again. But no, Adric, it. it gets better because the secret okay. power of the Devil Gundam is that it can multiply. It can make okay. replicants of itself. It's more powerful if it has a woman as its battery because women oh can also God. create life. Oh my god! And so Rain gets so Rain kidnapped. Jumps in there, yeah, right? and becomes yeah. the core of the Devil Gundam, and it almost oh takes over god. Earth until Domon and his buddies team up in the Shuffle Alliance because they're all named after playing cards. Uh, that's that's cute, actually. I like that. That's fine. Because Domon is the King of Hearts, and I think Sai Saichi is like the the Jack of Spades or something. And they yeah, yeah. they're all playing cards, and they become the Shuffle <laughs> Alliance, and. Uh, Punch the Devil Gundam with the power of love and save Rain. Got it. So that's Why where this ends up. Get in the Devil Gundam. <laughs> she gets kidnapped. She the got scientists kidnapped. like um, yeah. there's an evil scientist oh from God. Germany. He's a Nazi. Stand <laughs> in, you know. They don't say it, but he's a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. And he kidnaps Rain and, and feeds her to that's the Devil the Gundam. Step of this Look, show I brought you a woman for your battery. Of, um, writing other than the racism is that they didn't correctly predict the that um however hundreds of years from now. Um, that it would be 2068 2068 that's not even that far away that it would be <laughs> yeah. the 40 years americans that would be the nazis yeah not the, not yeah, the germans, germans. <laughs> uh, but that's where where it ends up it ends up as this like weird cosmology where um you know domon gets upgraded to from the shining gundam to the burning to, to gundam, the god gundam which in america was yeah. or actually in japan it was called the god gundam and in america it was called the burning yeah, gundam because we can't have anything called god that isn't god yep and it was right. um they didn't call it the devil gundam in america called they called it, it the bad, dark bad gundam. Boy gundam i want to see this yep. redesigned um this whole show reshot recut but made by the person who made devil man cry baby with all of that that degree of violence. I mean, that would be spicy. Yeah, I, d- I could dig it. I would and love yeah. to watch a reanimate yeah. of this show. I think show. it could actually be really good. Like, um, 
either drop the racism <laughs> or turn it up to, oh my God, is that what that fucking thing looks like? That <laughs> yeah, is the I stupidest shit I've dev- ever devil seen. Devil Gundam just has like <laughs> all, all these like big it's just got the big hippo teeth on classic it. Gundam face as its entire torso. And then the smaller yeah. classic Gundam face, but a recolor for its head because it'd be too complicated if it was that small in those colors. And then fucking Mondo calves. God damn it. This looks like <laughs> a Mega Man Zero boss. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... Um, wow. And that's the thing is... I don't know about Will, because Will has also seen, you know, I've, most of the I've show, if not all of it. I watched it all when it was running on Toonami when I was a kid. Mm. You could have stopped uh, it with, so I don't know I about Will. I haven't, like, re-watched <laughs> it all. And that's, you know, Holy shit. I recommend this show. I don't recommend it as, you know, if someone comes up to me and says, hey, Win, what, I know that you're... What's the first anime I yeah, should what, watch? What's the first anime? Or, like, you know, I know you're a huge fanatic for Gundam, and I want to get into it. Where should I start with Gundam? I don't recommend starting with G Gundam for those What people. is your answer to that question, just for our listeners? Yeah, so there's there are two answers. Um, one is if you really want to go deep and get into the Universal Century timeline, which is, like, the main Gundam story... It's the the Star Wars movies of Gundam. If that's what you want to do, then you should watch. Um, they re-edited and cut down the original Mobile Suit Gundam into three movies. And so you should start with those three films if you want to get into the main Gundam storyline. It's just Mobile Suit Gundam the movie, Mobile Suit Gundam the movie 2, Soldiers of Sorrow, and Mobile Suit Gundam the movie 3, Encounters in Space. If that's too daunting <laughs> and you don't want to get into, like... 30 years of animation history, you can also start with um, a series called Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, which oh, has yeah. the same I really tone like Iron-Blooded and, Orphans. you know, gets into a lot of the same themes as or Universal Century you can Gundam, just wait but doesn't require for all of this backstory. the Netflix live-action Gundam movie that's probably coming out God, that's this gonna year suck or so next year, bad. maybe? I, we I all, don't know. We all know that's going to suck, right? <laughs> yeah. They haven't I, pulled off yeah. one yet. Oh my god, Rain. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I just posted for Adric a picture of what happens to Rain when she is uh, absorbed yes. by the Devil Gundam. She gets coated. She becomes she naked metal and coated Mario. in silver metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know... <laughs> she goes, wahoo, and she jumps into wow. the Gundam. <laughs> because they, they can't show nudity, you understand, yeah. but if and she's covered in metal, The FCC said side boob was okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's some H.R. Giger looking shit, yeah. then you can have nudity. That is the number one thing we care about. Yeah, just make sure it's that she's inside of a metal vagina and it's fine. Oh my god. Yeah, the, the Devil Gundam is extremely yonic. <laughs> it's just like, listen, Domon, I need you to plunge your burning fingers oh into yeah. this yonic hole in order to save me. What, what is it's, this? Is this you know, just with some, like, Tenchi Muyo characters, too? Wid's, Wid's just posting fan art now. This is on the official <laughs> wiki. I don't actually know where this is from or who this character is in her, her Gundam suit that only covers the top half of her breasts and her arms. Oh my god. And that's it? Yeah. Uh, Can we get a little bit of chill? Like, not a lot, but like a little chill, please? And this was also apparently fine. No. I'm gonna go ahead and go and say <laughs> no. It's not. 
Yeah, I'm trying to look up if there was anything, any recent news for the mobile gun or the live action movie. Because that was announced a while ago, but we haven't. Oh, it's seen been anything. in production hell since forever. Got it. Well, yeah, I but mean, they actually like announced that. Uh, Netflix was picking it that up. That Netflix was doing it. Yeah. And they had Guillermo del Toro, if I remember correctly. Yes. Well, because he did Pacific Rim. Right. right. Which sucked, but had good robots. Yep. So they were like, listen, if anyone's going to do the big robots, it's going to be... Yeah, um, Guillermo del Toro. It's going to be that be, that guy from... Yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim is a bad movie masquerading as a good movie masquerading as a bad movie. I think that there's a way that you can cut like half an hour out of Pacific Rim and just have it be actually good. I think you could like, probably you just cut like a grand total of five minutes out of Pacific Rim and have it be good. I mean, you just cut out anything that doesn't have a giant robot, Charlie Day or Ron Perlman in it. Yeah. And you've probably got a pretty good movie. What's who's oh, Ron Perlman is great. Um, who's the guy who looks like a snake? I liked him, too. He looks like a lizard. Um, Charlie Day's like love a... interest. Ah, oh, God. I, forget. I have actor blindness. I, I, I watched this movie this. once in theaters. Okay, okay. Pacific Rim, Charlie Day. That's, they've been, uh, like, Hollywood has been looking at oh. picking up a live action Gundam film for a long time to try to bring, like, an English version to American audiences that isn't just a dub. And yeah. For a while, they they looked like they were doing something really substantial. I mean, they had very famous um, neo futurist artist Sid Mead working on Sid like Mead. the production slides of it, and he actually worked with um, Yoshiyuki Tomino on a Gundam series called Turn A uh. Gundam with some very oh, strange robots that look awesome right. because Sid and, Mead I drew them instead of you know is valid here. Tomino. Um, it's Burn Gorman as Gottlieb. Oh, all right. Uh, also, I was wrong. It's not Guillermo del Toro. It's Jordan Vogt Roberts who directed uh, Kong Skull Island. Oh, sure. So they were like, "You do, you do good, big monkey. What good if you monkey. do good, big robot?" Isn't he also um, really interested in doing uh, yeah. a, a live action I mean, that's Metal Gear Solid? A thing that is mentioned here on ComicBook.com. Yeah, so they're like, thank "Oh, you, ComicBook.com. everybody say thank you, ComicBook.com. Thank you, ComicBook.com. Thank you, ComicBook.com. They're like, "Oh, you like Japan and big robots? You direct right. the Gundam thing. You direct the Gundam right. thing, you little shit." Because. <laughs> Every we've tried so many times to make Americans like the Japanese thing, and it hasn't worked. We gave them Scarlett Johansson yeah, like as the, Major Kusanagi in Ghost in the Shell, yeah, and for some and reason they them didn't like it. We just really don't get it. dumpy Alita Battle Angel movie. <laughs> uh, but like they've been trying to do the same thing with Akira forever too. It's true. Where like there was a point where they had the um. Uh matrix directors uh, the wachowskis uh, yeah they had the wachowskis on there for a, a while but it just never came to be and they you know it's been one of those like just production hell things for yeah easily 20 years i don't think we're actually that complicated i think we just want anime and not live action yeah i i mean i think that just trying to bring these things to a larger audience without context. Like if, 
if you were, I guess Akira was a lot of people's first introduction to anime, but like even nowadays, if someone were to ask me like, oh, what's the first anime that I should watch? Yeah. My answer is not going to be Akira no, and it's, it's not, not going to be, you know, Evangelion or whatever. It, but like imagine uh, a world in like if we're not necessarily, I don't think we necessarily need to talk about it from the perspective of like what is going to you know, do the most shit, I, I think, or like, uh, you know, garner a whole bunch of new audience. Cause I don't think that's possible. I think that if you're going to watch anime and yeah. you're going to watch this shit, you have like either already found it or are inevitably going to is, is the other way. Um, I but, guess it kind of, it kind of strikes me like the, um, the cowboy bebop series when right. that came out and it's just like precisely very, americanized and very like vaguely trying to look like the source material <laughs> but just still not good at all right and it it's just like they didn't really bring the source material to anyone new. like i don't know it, it's kind of just a thing where the original source material is so good, just go watch it. Yeah, it's already... Exactly. Foreign media is already kind of a niche interest, right? You know, only a certain segment of the population is going to pursue foreign media. And so trying to turn foreign media into something that the people who don't already watch foreign media like just means you made something that the people who like foreign media don't <laughs> want to watch. And something exactly. that people well, and, who don't like foreign media. Yeah, I always watch. think about it kind of like the. Um, so we get a lot of comic book movies now, and I think that they're kind of viewing it the same way, but you aren't actually changing mediums as far because it's very hard to get people to read comic books because you have to sit down and read, and that sucks. Uh, but it already these exists as just anime. Exists, yeah, they already exist as a visual media right like as a televisual media so you could just go watch the cartoons they're there and people are doing it already yeah like maybe just make new new dubs that are better right and you know or make the second half of akira that everybody wants mm -hmm. please some american animation studio with a lot of money just Hire all of these poor artists from Japan who are being horribly mistreated by the Japanese entertainment industry. Just pay them. I don't like think you know how animation an works in America. Because, <laughs> boy, howdy, is it ever the exact same shit? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, like, your point is that we can get everything we want. Like, <laughs> the, the, no, like, the studio needs to people be changed, can make right? a like, shit fuck ton of money. Um, we can get all of the anime that we want to watch. Like all of these things can simply happen. Like, and they've demonstrated it work. can happen before, which is the kind yeah. of shocking thing to me. I mean, was it last year that American theaters screened the oh, Demon yeah. Slayer movie? That was this year, and it was actually. like a chart topper. Yeah, I mean, or yeah. at the very least, it was still running in theaters this year. No, that was yeah a few months ago. And that's you know literally all it was was just a an English dub of the Japanese film for the Demon Slayer anime, and right. it chart-topped in America. People were like, oh, let's go yeah, watch the I like thing. it when I get to watch a movie. Yeah, and it wasn't even, because they do screen Gundam films occasionally in America, You'll, but they're always like you can special find edition niche screening most things. anime movies that come out 
It's just that it'll be like, okay, well, we're doing two different screenings and one's going to be dubbed and one's going to be subbed. And if you don't make it to one of those two, then uh, fuck you because we need to play more Marvel movies. Yeah. Right. And you, you go to enough of them that you recognize all the people who go there, you know? When I went to see um, <laughs> yeah. Gundam NT was a Gundam film that came out a few years ago. And then uh, about a year later, they did uh, a rescreening of a Gundam film called Char's Counterattack for, to celebrate Gundam's uh, 50th, 20, 45th yeah. anniversary, something like that. Mm. And... Um, when I went to see that screening of Char's Counterattack, I just ran into all the same people. I was like, oh, hey, Mike, you were here last time yeah. they did a Gundam movie. <laughs> it's like, yep, you know, yeah, we're the right. only people who buy these tickets. So Yeah, well, and that's, yeah, that's part of it is that they just don't sell as well as, you know, fucking Doctor Strange. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Should we wrap it do up? We have a, yeah, do we have a numerical review for uh for mobile fighter g gundam um i'm gonna give it the low-hanging fruit of seven articles of the gundam fight international regulations oh out of seven wow no there's many many more huh yeah there's got to be at least ten thousand. you know yeah these are just the only ones that he has any interest in retaining yeah, the information of yeah, you know yeah, like exactly article 37 gundam fights may not take place within one <laughs> yeah. mile of the except Hague. if you're american except if you're american i think uh you know by being biased as a gundam fanatic i think i'm gonna give g gundam four shining fingers out of a potentially right. five that's, fingers that yeah, could be shining that's a real that's good. review uh my i would give it um six of the uh, turnbuckles that they put around Earth when they start a Gundam fight <laughs> out of eight. And yeah, that's G Gundam. That's G Gundam, baby. We've, we've already gone like longer than we've gone for any episode. So Almost about 1.5 times as much. Yeah. Uh, when you got anything you want to plug? you invite a super fan onto your podcast is you you just let me ramble about the thing that I am obsessed with. But well, you know, we, yeah, when we get into like the Thanks related stuff about the medium. Yeah, this is a great time. Thanks for joining us. Yep. And that's the episode. Bye, Bye. everyone. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're OnTwosPod on Twitter.com. Our website is OnTwos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night.